I want you to turn turning your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. I'm going to break this verse down. I'm going to see if anybody is like me. When it comes to life, how many of you would say, I absolutely hate to lose? Raise your hand. You say, I'm that person. I, I hate to lose. If I'm, and, and, and I'm telling you, all the people raised right, their, their hands are raised right now. You don't want to play Monopoly with those guys. Those are the ones that will, they're ruthless, they're going to make sure, it doesn't matter if the game's six, eight hours, they're going to play that game, and then just, I hate to lose too, it just bothers me, I'm not, if there's victory in sight, then we should win, let's do this. I'm going to give you a verse, and it's a verse that I use all the time, and it's not something that you guys aren't familiar with, when Jesus was teaching the disciples about life, and about church, and what he was going to do. He said, and I say unto you, I say unto thee, Peter, he said, upon this rock, I'm going to build the church. He's talking about believers. I'm just going to do a survey right now. How many of you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Raise your hand. You are the church. That's who he's talking to. He's using Peter. He's having this conversation. He said, I'm going to build the church on the rock. The, The rock is the word of God. The rock is Jesus Christ. The rock does not fail. It doesn't fade away. It's going to go through time. It's going to face the challenges of life. But I'm telling you, Jesus said, I'm going to build my church upon the rock. This is the rock. But I, the second part of that verse is, and he said, by the way, when and if the church is built, people, lives, community, fellowship at the church is built on the rock. The gates of hell, literally the, the kingdom of hell cannot prevail against the church. Cannot. Here's where the frustration comes in. Then why are so many families falling apart? Why is there so much frustration among Christians? Why do we lose in so many different ways? Why? Read the passage. We get to the promises of God. We sing the songs. He is the same God. I praise God for him being the same God. But then we experience so much defeat in life. And you're thinking, why is that? Earlier, when Jesus was teaching in the book of Matthew, he said, therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine. Okay, we're all doing that right now. It says in Matthew 7, 20, whoever hears the sayings of mine. What's the next phrase? Do them. It's not enough to come to church. When Jesus was saying, you're going to hear a lot of stuff. I'm going to teach. I'm going to preach. I'm going to tell you how to live. I'm going to tell you how to deal with problems. I'm going to tell you how to face challenges. I'm going to teach you how to pray. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you. But I'm going to tell you, the only way that this is going to work is when you, when you establish these things in your heart and you live them out. Amen. It's not a matter of us as a generation not having the word of God. I, I, even for us here today, it's not a matter of us not hearing the word of God. You got to do it. And he will be like a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Here's the rock. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make something strong and it's going to withstand. It's going to hold up. The reason why I'm preaching this passage today, because I'm going to take you straight to scripture and explain that I'm telling you and teaching us how to build our lives upon a rock. Because I promise you storms in life is going to come and we better stand strong through those. If not, if it's built upon the sand, you're going to fall apart. This is what he said. Part of the teaching when Jesus was illustrating about the church, upon this rock I'm going to build my church, he said, let me explain it to you another way when, when he was talking Corinthians. We'll get to Ephesians here in a minute. He says, now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. I mean, he said, I, I want to illustrate this. He said, I want you to know that you are the body of Christ. 
Uh, it's, it's a great thing because the Bible then uses that over and over and over again for us to understand how this works and how we connect and how we grow and how we edify each other. You, you are the body of Christ. Now, members in particular literally means that there's this guy and this lady and this teenager and this young adult and this single person, this grandma and all these the members. But he said, let me tell you what, you call out. The reason why we gather together is we are the body of Christ. You are the body of Christ. This is how it works. Now we're in Ephesians, okay? Let's break this down. From the whole body, that's us, the whole body fitly joined together and compacted. By that which every joint supplieth and maketh to the effectual working and the measure of every part. Maketh increase, edifies, build up, makes it stronger, Last two things. It doesn't die out. The church that God has established should not be dying out even in 2023. We should not be hearing about churches closing their doors. If that is happening, somebody is stepping off the rock. We cannot stand in this world by stepping off the rock. I tell you what, I don't care opinion and politics and all these other things. We do not do anything outside of the word of God. It is our final authority. It's not just something that I dabble in on Sunday. It's not something that I put in my backseat as I go to church. It is my lifeline. It is what I live. It is my final authority. There is no other opinion that trumps the word of God. That is it. We will be a church and we will be a church family that when we come together, we stand firm on the word of God. That's not being weird or outdated or disconnected from culture. Culture has been disconnected from what works. And they're struggling today, and they don't know why. He says this, he's he's talking about the the whole body fitly joined together. That's us. That's the instructions. That's That's the, he's saying, this is how it works. Let me break it down. This is what he's saying. You need to be connected to others. Now, I'm going to give you a visual right here, and I'm going to show you how the Bible talks about this. And we're breaking down this verse, and, he's, and he gives, uses this illustration over and over again. He uses the visual illustration of a physical body. So take a picture of the physical body. So he said, literally, as he says, does the, the, does the foot need to say to the hand, I have no need of you? And I'm taking other passages and applying them. He said, I, I want you to get this idea of the, the way that the body's made up. Through the body working together, it accomplishes great things. But there's parts of the body, you've, you've got the arm connected to the forearm and the connected to the hand, connected to the fingers, connected to the joints. And he said that, that they're all different. And the thing about it is, is we're all different. We have different backgrounds and different places and things like that. But the, the foot is so different than the hand. But let me tell you, when the foot and the hand works together, man, it brings, it, it changes things. Amen. That's the visual that he's giving us. You say, well, okay, well then, what, how does that apply to me? Let's, let's visualize this, okay? So I need five, six people to come on the stage with me. You're like, audience participation, come on up. Come on, you just, just if anybody wants to jump up, when I hit, come on up, come on up. Come on up, do I, okay, everybody moving right now, you're my church right now, that's it. This is the body of Christ, you are the body of Christ, but I'm not using you yet. You play a vital part in this. I want you guys to understand when Jesus was calling the disciples, he was calling just random people with different backgrounds. He was collecting, he was creating the church. When he said, Peter, he wasn't saying, Peter, I'm going to build your whole life on you guys. I hope not, because that's the guy that ends up denying Jesus three times. 
Like, man, we don't have a foundation. The rock was Jesus Christ, but he's talking about people. God works through people. Guys, God works through people. That's a scary thought. It's a scary thought that God works through us. But it's cool how God begins to pull us together to connect us as the body of Christ. And, and, and it's this visual that he was using through this, through this whole thing about how I'm going to bring you in. And we, we talk about don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Guys, that goes way further, according to this passage, than just walking into a building. It's not just a matter of being associated or I'm on a church roll or I've been attending there for so long. The Bible is literally given this illustration as he was bringing us together. But then there's some that are more like Ryan. I can pick on him. See, Ryan could be that guy that says, I, I don't know if the church is all that because I don't feel connected to everything that you say. I want us to illustrate that when Bible was given this, this uh, talking and, and, and breaking this down for us, when Jesus was pulling the disciples together, he was literally teaching them how to share life together. Follow me, I'm going to make you fishers of men. Think about what he said from the very beginning. I'm going to teach you how to evangelize. I'm going to teach. One time they were together, one of the disciples raised their hand and said, Lord, will you teach us to pray? Which, keep that in mind, because next Sunday is going to be all about that. All about that. Teach us to pray. Jesus sat down with the disciples and began to provoke them. Let me, let me teach you to pray like this. When they would feed the 5,000, do you know what Jesus did after he fed the 5,000? He broke away to pray. And then he walked on water and he showed himself to the disciples. Everything that he did was he was constantly within that group teaching them to be like him. He was sharpening and teaching them. Now, a lot of people go to church and they're like, I don't know if church is all that because I'm not. I, I, you talk about this victory. You talk about all those things. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that are disconnected because they walk into a room, but they're not connected with the Bible says to be fitly joined together the way that Bible describes it. So Jesus had these 12 disciples and he said the word fitly joined together. Let me show you. That literally means to render close jointed together. Do you guys get that? Close jointed. Uh, to, to be fitly framed, joined together. It's not just a matter of like, looking out here, I promise you, you don't know everybody in this room. I don't know everybody in this room. It's hard to be connected, fitly joined together when you don't know everybody. And I'm, I'm not downgrading the, the fellowship, the congregational aspect of the church. But you know what Jesus did? He pulled 12 people together. And a lot of people would have called him cliquish. You guys ever thought about that? Yeah. Well, I got to be in the clique. Do you realize that we've got to take the world's language and throw that out for a minute? Right. You guys help me out for a minute? Amen. Because there should be people that are close to your life without you being ashamed or being feeling bad because you're part of a clique. Amen. Do you know what a clique is? A clique is somebody that says, us four and no more, and this is just who it is. That's what a clique is. But when Jesus pulled the disciples to teach and pray and lead them and, and teach them how to do things, you know what he did through that? He said, hey, now let's go out there and make a difference. Amen. That's, right. That's not a clique. That. That, that is missional, okay? That is missional. We're, we're in this together, but the Bible says that they were fitly joined together. And it, it says compacted, to drive together, to entrust, means knit together. <clears throat> what was God teaching in this? You need Dominic. Amen. Amen. You need Greg. Amen. You need Tammy. We need each other. True that. 
And a lot of times in life, we go through life just feeling, I don't know why life is so struggling so bad. I just, he, he literally said to be fitly knit together with, with, with what he was doing with that. So here's the thing. I'm picking on you. I can pick, I don't know this boy his whole life. I don't want you being the person going to church just, and this is how it is. It's like, I don't feel connected. And I get that all the time. You are never going to feel connected until you get connected. I know that's, that's like, don't tweet that. I'm like, it's like the shallowest statement ever made in history. But you're not going to feel connected unless you are connected. So, so Ryan, you get into the group to be connected to what they have to offer. The Bible literally says this, and I think there's initiative that we have to take because it says, he that hath friends must show himself friendly. Do you know what the Bible says after that? He that hath friends must show himself friendly. And he says, and there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Do you, do you know why? Because there's something that should be in the body of Christ that is different than you find in the world. Right. Somebody that has your back and works with you and goes through life together with these things. You say, why is this important? Because you need to be helped by others. Now, let, let me show you this. From the whole body fitly joined together by that which, in compact by that which, because when we accomplish this, let me show you what God does. That which that every joint supplieth. Now, in the body, this is, this is how it works. If we were going back to the body illustration like that, your, your arm, your hand, your forearm, your elbow, everything, every aspect of your body is getting blood from the heart because the vessels and the muscles and the tendons, and it, it brings the white blood cells and rushes to those areas. And it, God works through people, through relationships to be able to give every person that they need what they need. It's what God does. And I know in the body thing, if you, had, if you were to squeeze onto your arm, it would cut off the circulation, and my arm's not going to operate because I need that circulation. We have a responsibility one to another to supply the need of what God has to bring into our lives. Say, so what does that work with us? Think, think about what God was saying this. If you are part of the body of Christ, then you have a responsibility to care for one another. If you are part of the body of Christ, you have a responsibility to one another. Amen. Amen. I, I, can't, I can't say this enough. I don't know. I love you guys, okay? I'm a preacher of the word of God. This is my job. If you're part of the body of Christ and you're not connected to the body of Christ, you are not only robbing yourself, but you're robbing them. That's the truth. And I, I, I'm sick of casualties. I'm, I'm tired of seeing people lose. I'm tired of seeing young couples go through life and they're like, man, I'm struggling. We don't know what to do. You need to be connected to other couples that have been where you've been and been where you are at. You need people to lean on when you're going through a difficult time because the Bible says, here's what's going to happen is when you're fitly joined together, it literally means that you're going to be able to get the prayer from this person and lean on them and be able to get wisdom from this person to be able to join together to do this. If you are part of the body of Christ, then you have a responsibility to one another. The Bible says this. Look at verse 16. According to the effectual working and the measure of some of the parts. Does it say that? It says the effectual working and the measure of every single part. If you are here today, I'm going to tell you, you matter to the body of Christ. Amen. 
I've only been saved a week. Praise God. You're part of the body of Christ. You say, I've been saved 50 years. You know, you have to who much is given, much will be required. You have, you have something to contribute to the body of Christ. This is what we do. We, we, we help each other through life. The Bible says that every joint supplieth. You know what that means? 1 Corinthians 12, 25, that it says, but that members should have the same care one for another. If you say, I don't feel cared for, you, you've got to understand. You've got to be connected to other people in order to be cared, by, cared for by other people. That's just that, you know, it's hard to care for needs when you don't know the needs. Yeah. I, I'm telling you guys right now, it is hard to care for the needs of people that you don't know their needs. That's that just, you say that's a profound statement. That, that is just true. It's hard to care for those people that you don't need. You say, I don't feel cared for. I, we've got to stop viewing church as a corporate organization. And I know we've got a sign and we've got logos and we've got a website and we've got, you know, text messaging and all these other things. But let me tell you, church should be more than just, I'm going to call the office. It needs to be where I'm going to call my friend. Amen. That, that's, that's how the church should be. Yeah. And I'm not telling you not to call the office. But I'm telling you that the body of Christ, and you say, I don't feel like I'm connected to people like that enough, close enough to them. Well, it's time to change that. Amen. It's time to change that. Because I promise you, if I jumped on you and, 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 and tied you up and brung you into a group, you'd be like, no, that's kidnapping. And we're not trying to kidnap you. But I, I don't know how to provoke you enough to say, get involved in what you need. The Bible talks about how if, and with, if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. One member rejoiced, they all rejoice with it. Amen. Do you know what that is saying right there? That if you have something going on in your life, it means I have something going on in my life because we're connected one to another. Right. Right. We were able to do this even over the weekend. We were like jump into the 5K with them and a group of people got together and helped another family move in the church. You know why? Because we're all connected. It, it, it's funny how we'll have the thinking of uh, like get out of my business. Greg, as brothers in Christ, your business is my business. That, that's just how it is. Your business, if you're struggling your marriage, and I, I should be able to get in, into Ryan and, and be able to help him grow in his faith because his business is my business. If we're a part of the body of Christ, there is no competition. We, 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 we help each other. The Bible says to bear each other's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Do you guys realize on here that you're not able to bear other people's burdens if you don't know the burdens of other people? That's right. That's just how it is. I can't carry something in your life that I don't know about. I'm like, well, I want to keep this to myself. I'll tell you what, that can be dangerous. Not everybody knows every detail of what Jen and my family has gone through over the last two years. And I know that I talk about it a lot. But I'm looking in the face of a lot of people in here that do. I'm part of a life group. When I say life group, it's, it's they sh we share life together. And I tell you, the, the nights before we were going into scans and things like that, it's like we met together as a life group. And we, we, we met and knelt and prayed and, and over those needs. because the, You know why? Because they knew the fears and the, the, the frustrations that we had. And it was close enough to them, number one, to share. But it's close enough for them to where they carried that with me throughout the day. People that would fast with me and, and, and call me and text me and things. And you're just like, I can't do that for everybody. You're right, you can't do that with everybody. But I'll tell you, Jesus did it with 12. And it's not because Jesus couldn't handle more than 12. It's just what he chose to do because he was giving us an example of what discipleship was all about. 
Here's the last thing that he shows us in here. You need to grow with others. It's from the whole body fitly joined together and compacted with every joint supply. According to the effectual working of the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body. Amen. To the edifying itself in love. When it's together, guys, when it works like this. When you are feeling loved and cared for by the people, and when you feel the prayer of those that are going, when you were going through something and you fast with them and you fast with them, and we're all that together, the Bible talks about that there's spiritual growth of that. Let me, let me tell you, Greg, if you were to break this cycle and get away, in this congregation, let's just be real, not everybody's going to notice. Just being real. So that's a shame the church, the church, the church didn't notice. I do. I, I know who will notice. And that's where you reach out and like, dude, where you at? You're pulling back in. Let me tell you that's, yeah, in love. But let me tell you, there's something that is lost in the world around us. That is accountability. That is accountability. How are you doing as a dad? And dude, I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. And I promise you, when Peter... Denied Jesus three times. And he went fishing. He's there on that boat. Jesus comes on the shoreline and says, Have you caught any fish? No, not all night. We've been working all night. Caught nothing. You know what Jesus was doing? He was pulling them back. And he sat them down at that, that fellowship and says, Feed my sheep, feed my sheep. I'm not done with you. I'm not done with you. The Bible says that it grows, it maketh increase, it edifies itself, it's built up. In Hebrews 10, 24, 25, in those verses right there, it goes in and it's talking about what he does. He says about what the church does. He said, let, him, let us consider one another. The word consider literally means to behold, to discover, to perceive. Let, let us pay attention to what other people are going through. Like, don't, don't let them fall through the cracks because that's happening all the time in churches all the time let us fully observe let's behold consider and provoke one another to love and good works you know what that is people close enough in your life to say man i bet you we could pray this week together that god would do this man when's the last time you fasted man how are you doing with with school right now how are you balancing out your new job how are you doing that to be provoke one another to love and to good works but i love this the bible talks about that it edifies itself in love it's not a competition. It's not a competition. It says in that last verse, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some men, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. You know what exhorting one another is? Have you guys ever thought about that word, what it is? It, it literally means to call near. It means to comfort. It means to entreat, to exhort. It, it literally means like this. As, as Christians and every person in that circle right there, it's constantly going, where are you at? Man, I've been through that. Like, like here, here's a hand. Let me show you. Let me show you how to get closer to Jesus. It's not about climbing the ladder and bragging about how the success that I have. It's not about that. The, the only thing that I am building up is the body of Jesus Christ and, and the kingdom of heaven. That's what we're building up. It's not about your success. It's not about patting yourself on the back. It's not about all these things. This, this, guys, all I'm saying is what we're trying to accomplish by bringing people together in groups is biblical. It's biblical. I thank God for programs. But what we should be doing is using programs to get behind what is biblical just to, to, just to organize the things that God has said. I want to be biblical. 
I don't want casualties. I don't want it to be weak. And he's, you say, well, it's, it's organized. We, get, we were given a paper. I just, we're just challenging you. We're provoking you. I'm provoking you to love and the good works. Challenging you. Don't walk through life alone. You know why? Because life is better together. Life was intended to be together. Every joint supplieth. And I'm telling you right now, there's some can be some of the greatest friends you've ever had in all of your life Amen. that is sitting in another section of the church right now that you've never even met. And you don't even know the storm that you're about to go through, the storm that they're about to go through. And God says, I have a plan that I'm going to fitly join them together so that no one walks alone. <laughs>